1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Thursday edition of Locked on ACC with my guest co-host, AJ Black from Locked on Boston College. We have some good things to go over with you guys today, but make sure you do not forget that with amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Please visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent ya. AJ, how's the week been so far?
0: Uh, it's been beautiful. It's about 80 degrees up here in Massachusetts. It's been that way all week. I cannot complain. I bet every day it's like get home from work, go right outside and enjoy the weather.
1: Oh, that's honestly jealous because here in North Carolina, it is grim and rainy and I'm like, okay, I'm confused. I thought we were April showers, bring May flowers energy, but that's not the case. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, speaking of gloominess, there's a lot going on in Louisville, Kentucky, starting out the breaking news story of the day uh, for Former Louisville men's basketball assistant coach Dino Gaudio was federally charged with interstate communication with intent to extort by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Western Kentucky following a non-renewal of his contract. So apparently things got spicy when he was no longer needed. His services were no longer le- needed at Louisville. What are your initial thoughts about the situation When just from upon
0: first read? I mean, I looked at it and I thought, okay, so I saw, you know, the first tweets that came out was like federal extortion charges. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Like, um, and so, you know, I'm looking like what? What did he do? You know, yeah. he, and then I hear the story. So, you know, he's, you know, it, it's all about it, like a nasty like recruiting battle that they had or the press. Unless he got extra money or 17 months of his pay, and I was like, really, that's it? And they, you know, they caught him on tape doing it, and he's not denying it. So, um, it, it just seems you know, I was, I was kind of like, wow, that was, that's, that's the kind of the weakest extortion case I've ever heard. Um, uh, but it was
1: slightly underwhelming considering what Louisville has been through these past couple years we are like, listen, <sighs> there's a far stretch of what we could have heard when you talk about extortion. I'm like, all right, let's bring it let's bring out all the, you know, everything coming to light here. Now we're, we're talking. So I hold hundred percent agree. It was definitely underwhelming of it.
0: You know, I don't think I, I think something like this wouldn't even make Rick Patino blush. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. He's, he's over there living his Iona life like okay cool Louisville's in the news that's <laughs>
0: unfortunate
1: but yeah it was crazy and it certainly is something that's uh, again underwhelming however it is pretty serious for you know Coach Mack and company him saying I can't comment on the details or substance of the matter I'm grateful for the professionalism of members of law enforcement in the United States Attorney's Office the University and I were victims of Coach Gaudio's conduct and I will continue to fully cooperate with authorities in their investigations listen and uh, I understand I mean I guess it's like okay at some point you don't want to like, get into the weeds of things but it feels like Coach Mack is just like I just want this things to be over
0: yeah and I, I I wonder how hurt he is because I, from what I've read Gaudio was his like his mentor Yeah, and you know they had a really strong relationship they were at Xavier together and, and you know it sounded like they were very tight and to have it fall apart like this you know I'm sure there's, there's a piece of it that really hurts Chris Mack and I wonder how badly like losing your mentor and having him turned over to the police. Yeah, I wonder how that affects him.
1: It's, I'm sure it has to be tough, and just the sense that you have, you know, put in the work to try and change Louisville's narrative of not being in the news for bad situations. And he's done a ba- fairly good job, right, of not having Louisville be an issue from a basketball standpoint. And it's funny that Louisville's in the news because we were talking about Louisville football the other this past week, and there was not exactly the most positive things about them trying to figure out what they were going to be as a team. And I'm curious to think about your opinion on that when we talk. About the
0: Atlantic Division, yeah, you know, um, just Louisville as a school is like one of those programs. Both football, you know, they're just they're a school that I think, you know, the ACC has for the most part a really stellar reputation of good academic programs, whether it's Duke, UNC, Boston College, you know, you look up and down the UVA, every school has like a solid reputation. And then they bring in Louisville, uh, you know, about six, seven years ago, Mm -hmm. and they don't have that reputation. In fact, they have Patino and now they have Bobby Petrino's, you know, what he did. And you have all this like baggage for both sports that they've brought to the ACC. And you know that their AD really wants to move past this. And now again, it's dug back up again. And it's like Louisville is again, that school that is going to be like, that the one the, the, they cannot, they're gonna struggle to 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 shed this dirty reputation that they have, even if it's a small thing. They're stuck with that again, and they, and it's gonna it's like hitting the reset button on, on that. And it, it, you know, people are just gonna continue thinking, oh, yep, that's a dirty program. That's what they do,
1: right? And I'm curious uh, uh, we you know we talked about Commissioner Phillips kind of making statements, and I'm curious to see if he makes anything about this, considering the fact that we said it wasn't that big of a deal. But you know, this is kind of your job
0: now. Yep. Yeah. He's going to have to, he, he, he's going to have to lay the hammer down and, and really come down strong on this, especially when he has a coach that feels victimized in this
1: absolutely man it's so much to talk about in that regard and overall i think that louisville has to figure out who they are their identity can i hope they don't keep this identity of being this kind of team that just can't figure it out when it comes to just positive news because that i mean i can relate carolina was that for when i was one i kind of graduated and then all the scandal came out but i definitely have been there where like a lot of issues i don't know there but have there ever been any boston college issues i feel like oh
0: (laughs) there are so candace if you've ever seen goodfellas yes (laughs) So if you get a chance, 30 for 30 did a whole um, segment on it. Henry Hill, the guy that Ray Liotta played, uh, he um, threatened to break legs of Boston College basketball players and they threw games. Uh, for for gambling purposes, there's a whole thirty for thirty on it, and okay. uh, it sent our basketball team back. I mean, gosh, for like twenty. So this happened in the late seventies. Um, it set the team back like twenty years. I mean, okay. they were bad for a while. I mean, BC's bad now, but like they were like. You know, really, really bad back then because of this, and so it's it's an interesting story. And if you if people are into like mafia stuff, and especially like people who like Goodfellas, it's Henry Hill, it's the big guy. He was the big uh, factor in all of this.
1: Oh, man, I definitely had to check that out. That I'm going to add that to my list. I'm a big documentary girl, so that that's yep. good. Thank you for letting it's me know. It's a good one. ACC's got some scandals. How about that? Never knew. Uh-huh. The, more, the more you know, right? But more yep. so talking about some good switching gears and going to have a little positive conversation. Maybe, maybe not. We're going to talk about the Syracuse Orange men in the football program and Dino Babers and whether or not he is going to be keeping a job after next season. Got a lot of conversations surrounding that. But first, I want to make sure you guys know about rockauto.com the family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers the catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your car or vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer best of all rockauto.com is always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so we're talking today about all things Syracuse Orangemen and we're switching gears in the football side. And of course, the team that needs the praise the most, needs the most love seems to be Syracuse. After a 1-10 in 2020 season, which of course part of that has to do with COVID and a lot of their guys deciding to opt out at the last minute. But a lot of that also is the fact that, you know. When it comes to pen and paper, Syracuse just did not step up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to say, so Syracuse and Boston College up north were, were big rivals. And, yeah. uh, they, you know, in football, there's been some historic games. And I'm not going to bring up the name Diamond Ferry. <laughs> if you want to look it up, it's it's a sore spot for Boston College fans. We got almost got to a BCS Bowl and Syracuse knocked us out. But last year, I thought, you know, I have always thought, you know, for the last, you know, since 2018, I was like, man, they hit a home run with Dino Babers, that offense, you know, it's kind of gimmicky. You know, they, they run it like a hundred miles an hour, but it could work. You get the right personnel in there. They can do whatever they want. And, you know, this is the team that battled Clemson. I think they beat Clemson and, you know, they, they got to a uh, big bowl game on, with Eric Dungey at quarterback. And I have to say, I'm pretty wrong about this because my God, the last two years they have stunk. <laughs> And that gimmicky offense. Now I look at it and go, okay, so if it's not working, you get an offense that's going a million miles an hour. If it doesn't work, they're getting off the field at a million miles an hour and making that defense, which under Dungy has, I mean, under uh, Babers has stunk. Even during 2018, they had, you know, enough offense to, to, to cover for it that puts that bad defense right back on the field again. And so it just kind of cycles. And, and I'm wondering now, okay, so maybe Babers doesn't have the right idea and they got to figure out something else because Syracuse going one in 10 last year, uh, and I don't, I mean, I look at what they have for quarterbacks, and I know they got the kid from Mississippi State, Garrett Schrader. I don't think their offense is going to be as <laughs> that much better that they're going to be able to hold on, next, on in 2021.
1: In the famous words of my mom, tell me how you really feel, AJ. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. I said on Locked on Boston College yesterday to get people to listen to this. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to talk about Syracuse. You're going to want to listen to this.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, okay, Rex Culpepper, right? Tommy De veto. You know, they weren't exactly your QBs of like, yes, let's lead us into greatness, of course. And uh-huh. then I agree. I think Coach Babers, you know, he had some he has that, you know, good win against Clemson and you're like, all right, might be doing something. You got some strong wins behind your belt. Okay, might be doing something. But then these last couple of years have definitely been head scratchers from just a positional standpoint of like, who are you? Like, I don't understand. And, you know, of course, you get these one-off wins where it's like, are they job secure wins? Where it's like, okay, they see, they see the growth but how much patience nowadays we know college football doesn't really have and with the weak, you know ACC last season it was kind of like okay the ACC is weak and then you still did horrible so I'm, I'm trying to figure out what we got going on
0: yeah I mean uh, you know, the big issue, I think, with with Syracuse and, and what kind of surprised me is that, you know, when you have an offense that can run the way that they did in 2018 you and, and you have an offensive minded coach like Dino Babers, who, you know, I, I just I ripped on him a little bit there. But, you know, if you're an offensive player, you want to play in a system like that. That's a fun system to play with. You'd expect him to be able to bring in, you know, good players to surround himself with guys with speed, guys that can do things. And he hasn't, you know, Tommy DeVito, I thought was going to be the, the the next heir apparent to Eric Dungey. I thought, you know, I mean, my gosh, when they recruited him, the, the, the Syracuse graphic design department put a crown on his head and had him sitting on a throne and put that all over Twitter. I was like, oh, man, this kid's going to be something. Right. And I have not seen it out of him yet. <laughs> I know he got hurt last year, but. Is he going to be the answer? Or are they going to already move past him? And then, you know, they don't have many weapons on the outside. They don't have, a, they haven't had a running back in years. Yeah. They haven't had any good wide receivers. So, It just seems to me when I look at their recruiting that they're falling behind more, and that that surprises me given what Babers can do.
1: Absolutely, and especially because again, in the beginning of the season, when you were talking about opt-outs and all the things that were happening, the craziness of New York in general, you know, he had guys that were on the fence about whether or not they were going to be in the season. And I definitely think some of those key running backs who decided to opt out were were definitely hindrances to what the kind of offense that he wants to run. And then defensively, now looking at you know the 2021 season, he's got guys who went to the draft Trill Williams who has a hell of a story going to New Orleans and I'm like how do you fail a physical but that's beyond me because like normally when we think about fail physicals you think about big men who whatever for whatever reason but like I I wouldn't expect that from Trill
0: And and what surprised me too is, is about Babers is that, you know, I I was again, ripping on his defense, but what what position did he get most of his guys drafted from? It was, it was secondary help, Mm -hmm. you know, between Trill Williams and Andre Sisco and um, a foodie who Mm -hmm. grew up the town next to me, um, so funny story. His brother played at UConn and is in the pros. He played for the Patriots a couple years ago. The bagel place I go to has a sandwich named after his brother.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you know what's in it?
0: it yeah, it's tons of meat. It's like an egg sandwich <laughs> with like sausage and bacon and ham. And I'm like, I got to try that. Yeah. Um so I'll it, 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 uh, shout out to St- uh, Steph's Daily Grind. It's one of my favorite places to get bagels around here. But anyways, this is, this is what happens when you get me on a show. I get on a <laughs> No, you're um, fine. I, I, I love... I, I was impressed with their defense. You know, I, one of the biggest things I saw with Syracuse last year was I watched the BC Syracuse game. Now, as I said, last week, Phil Jakovic played the game with a dislocated shoulder and his throwing arm. So he was not able to do much of anything and they didn't release this until the press conference after the game. But I thought Syracuse held on and it showed me that there was a grittiness to their team. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect because they were playing with like that third string quarterback and they held on. And that impressed me because I've always thought of them as flash and no grit. That game showed me that they have something in there. So can they can they turn that on more? Can they get that kind of second gear in 2021? I'm, I'm intrigued to see it, you know, with a new quarterback, if it's DeVito or if it's Schrader from Mississippi State, I'd love to see what Syracuse can bring up this year because the expectations are as, you know, an all time low for that program
1: absolutely they open up the season against ohio and then go right to another uh, east coast favorite in rutgers but when you look at the coastal or when you look at the atlantic and coastal division and you look at the acc as a whole they only got one win last year and teams aren't getting worse in my opinion in terms of the acc it's not going to be a down year i think it's probably going to be one of the better years we see and this might be the first time clemson actually has a run for their money from other programs where do you see syracuse finishing because i'm feeling like it's going to be at the bottom, and I hate that
0: because I feel like this Coach basic jobs on the line. <laughs> you know, Candice, if you have any Syracuse fans listening to this, and I know you have Tyler on or the guys from the other, from yeah. Locked Syracuse on, so you probably do, but they're going to just say, oh, AG's just a Syracuse hater. I, I swear to God, I'm taking this as a, as a neutral perspective here that I think they're going to finish last in the ACC Atlantic because, and here's my reasons. I have my reasons. I think, every, as you just said, every other team's going to get better. Louisville was probably one of the worst teams in the ACC Atlantic atlantic and i i see them taking a big step forward next year i just think that satterfield's going to get more of his guys on you know boston college is in good shape wake forest is in good shape nc state so the big question is will florida state do it and i, I can go on a whole other tangent because i don't think they will but i think they'll be better than syracuse and i think I, I I have to wonder at the end of the season if Babers is really red hot on the on the hot seat, uh, the coach's hot seat at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, and it's funny that you say Wake Forest might be do a little something because we argued yesterday, JJ Jackson and I from Locked On Blue Devils that Wake Forest got Sam Hartman and then who else? Because Sage Rat went, and then you have Bash who went into the draft, and I'm kind of trying to figure out, you know, Coach Clausen loves to be in the middle and nothing else. <laughs> so yeah. I'm kinda, trying to understand and that and the fact that Clawson's in the middle, and then you're like, okay, Syracuse, you're below that that they were my my
0: thing with was wake forest though and the reason why i put them is i trust clausen to find those diamonds in the roughs. He seems to be able to constantly pull them up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they'll, there'll be someone else to share. If it's not, you know, Boogie's not there anymore and Hartman's not there. They're going to find some other guy that's going to come up and, and do it. I trust him more than Babers at this point.
1: Now, do you think that at the end of the day for these guys, especially for teams like, you know, Wake Forest, a Duke, a Syracuse, are you to the point where as a player, you're just trying to get to the league? Like you just want to get shown because I feel like, you know, when you look at records, it's not always the up and up, but you do get guys to the league. So am I, am, I, am I wrong in saying that, listen, at the end of the day, I don't matter where I go to school, Syracuse is Syracuse. I am going to get a great education. It is a, you know, top notch school. And I have a chance to get to next level if I am a dominant in the
0: rough. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, and that's the thing about the ACC. Like you could play at any school if you if you play well at your position even if your team stinks you can get to the pros i mean like you know boston college right so i always go back to bc like luke keekley was on a horrible boston college team they were a like 4 and 8 the year that he won every single defensive award you can think of and they still couldn't win but he you know he's going to be a hall of famer in the nfl you can do that at any school you can pick any school in the league and there's a guy that can tell you the same story and i think that's why you know, kids pick the ACC, you know, there's kids that are going to want to go, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to want to go to Clemson because he wants to win the national title and be the number one draft pick. But there's other kids that are going to go, hey, I can go play at Virginia Tech because I know their defense is good and I can get to, you know, the next level and and be the next, you know, Bruce Irvin or whoever, um, you know, Bruce Smith, excuse me. And and. That, that those stories are, are what makes this league.
1: Absolutely. It's very true. Very true. And so I, you no know, rounded out by having to go into this conversation about bet online, saying there's a lot of good players and a lot of good teams happening this fall. And I sh- I'm i sure you guys are going to want to bet on it. Make sure you guys hit up betonline.ag. This week, especially, has a ton of sports. You got the play in tournaments for the NBA. The NHL is in full swing. Shout out to my Carolina Hurricanes who got their first win last night. So that was dope. But then, If you want to get more action, I I strongly urge you guys to hit up BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines. It's time to get in on the action. Make sure you guys head to BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. today's show and i always like to have fun in my last segment because not only do we, i give you this hardcore information when it comes to these teams and analysis and my guest co-hosts are obviously the best of the best and so they give you what you need so de- definitely download subscribe to at locked on acc on twitter so you can see the updates and i can retweet some of these guys podcasts but of course we're the acc so you know we've seen a lot of good college football in our day. And AJ is going to tell y'all now who his favorite football player of all time, ACC player of all time is starting
0: now. AJ, it's your stage. My favorite ACC player of all time. <laughs> so obviously I'm going to, I am a Homer. I'm a Boston college grad. Uh, I'm going to go with Matty Ice. Okay. I'm going to say Matt Ryan. And, and the reason I'm picking him You know, Boston College is brand new to the ACC. I was actually his RA in college. Oh,
1: wow. That's dope.
0: (laughs) Small story. Matt Ryan, Jared Dudley were both my residents.
1: That is awesome.
0: (laughs) So uh, Matt Ryan, you know, bc football it was at the precipice of doing something we had you know tom o'brien and just couldn't get anywhere and they bring in jeff jagosinski who's this young coach who has an offensive mind and steve logan who you know who could do an offense you get all that going And then you bring in Matt Ryan and all of a sudden you have a quarterback who can do things for Boston college. And it was like, he was, he, he, you know, he could do things on the field that you just didn't expect and make plays. You know, he goes to death Valley, he beats Clemson. He goes to Blacksburg as a top 10 team. I mean, some, some fans who might be listening to this don't remember that Boston college was the number two team in the, in the country in 2007, which was nuts. (laughs) You don't, I mean, the I don't, up. I
1: don't, yeah, I don't think about it. I was what going to high school and I was, I was still dreaming about going to LSU and like that whole, you know, non, non, <laughs> and that was back then. Cause I, I wasn't even thinking about AC. I'm keeping a hundred, but it's okay. I'm glad I, you know, changed the air. I saw the era of my ways.
0: <laughs> hey, it, it, it was all downhill for Boston college after this, <laughs> but <laughs> he, he goes to Blacksburg. It was the number, I think they were the number three seed, uh, Virginia Tech was number seven. He goes and beats them at Blacksburg on like a Friday night. It was crazy. And so he just does thing after thing after thing. And it it reminded me of, of some of the best quarterbacks you see. And now he, he wasn't as a, you know, as dominant as a Trevor Lawrence or as dominant as Cam Newton or Tim Tebow. But for me, my money, I'd have to say Matt Ryan was my favorite player to watch on the ACC.
1: And that's a good, that's a solid pick. Now do you still have the same like support for him now that he's with the Falcons? Yes. Okay.
0: I, you don't get a ton of Boston college players in the pros when they get there. We support them no matter who. So like when Keekley was with the Panthers, mm-hmm. you supported. I mean, I remember a game Keekley played against Tom. I mean, I'm a New England guy. So, you know, watching the Patriots game, it was about three or four years ago. Panthers played New England at Foxborough and the game was really, really close at the end of the game. You know, Keekly was going nuts. He was getting, making play after play and Brady at the end of the fourth quarter marches all the way down the field and he's in the red zone and throws an interception to Luke keekley And I lost my, I lost my crap over it in a positive way. Cause keekley made a big play. That's how much I supported him as a player. Like, you know, when you when you get a guy that from your school from your alma mater that does a play like that it's a cool spot and yeah. you know whether it's matt ryan or or keekley or uh, you know aj dillon who's on on green bay now in some of our offensive linemen it, it's a cool spot just to just to see them successful and because because boston college players you know you see them here and there but it, it's not the story that the school you know right. resonates
1: Absolutely. Now, listen, I think I love Lou Keekley for far different reasons than you did. And that's I why.
0: know <laughs> you're a Carolina girl, so you, I get that. <laughs>
1: Well, no, I, I love him because I think he's a beautiful he, specimen. So I was just oh. like very much rooting for him in that regard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, that's super dope. And I love the loyalty because we've had people who have had various answers. Ken Gibbs from Mondays had Ed Reed, even though Miami was not in the ACC. I gave it to him anyway. And then JJ had uh, Julius Peppers from Carolina. So, you know, we've had some solid picks here. Now we've got Matty Ice. So look, I'm, I'm feeling good about who we've got going on here. Thursday and Friday or Wednesday and uh, Friday should also be a great
0: time So I'm looking forward to hearing I them. mean, if if I was going to pick a player And, and this sounds like, re, you know, recency bias here I, I kind of loved watching Trevor Lawrence play Because that guy was yeah? like, smooth, he was smooth as butter, butter Watching him play And just to watch him just eviscerate a team Was kind of fun too And and just, you know, Clemson always does that But like, I have to say, I like kind of watching him do it <laughs>
1: Yeah, he he was. I mean, we're just not gonna see that next year, right? I think we yeah. didn't appreciate it, but it's like all you know, superstars. We just are not gonna appreciate them until we see kind of like the media, not even mediocre, some solid people, but just not
0: on Trevor Lawrence's scale. And, and if and let me go back one more. I, I have one more. Sure. That I Michael Vick. Yeah. If we're gonna go back a little bit, if you get to watch what he did to Boston College and what he did when he was at Virginia Tech, I mean. You, you see mobile quarterbacks now. He was out of his mind some of the things he could do. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, it, it, for anyone who did not get to see Michael Vick play, if you're younger and didn't watch him, go back and YouTube Michael Vick and watch what he did to defenses. It, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I picked Julius Peppers off the strength of being Carolina girl, but I told JJ that I'm going to find you know another person as well. So Friday, I'm dropping another favorite player of mine, but I love the picks that you have going on here. And so if folks want to hear more of all the goodness, the random tangents, but great, great content, where can they find you, AJ?
0: You can find me on Twitter at AJBlack_BC. underscore BC. My website is BCBulletin.com as part of the Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated Network. Um, and and then uh, my Twitter it, for the my podcast is locked on BC. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. I do this every day. I talk about Boston College. I don't know why people like listening to it, but they do. And I hope you check it out as well.
1: (laughs) Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, including guys like AJ Black here. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you guys come back tomorrow as we'll be talking to Tally Drake. He'll be giving us his inside scoops on his respective teams. And then we've got some other great breaking stories as we gear gear up for the ACC college football kickoff, which will be in July. So a lot of good things and content for you guys there. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day for AJ and Candice. We leave you until next time.